Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Good morning. I'm so happy today to introduce to you my dear friend, Nicole Phillips of The Kindness Project. Is that what you call it? The Kindness Project? Podcast. There is is a Kindness Project podcast, but mine is Kindness Podcast. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I met Nicole about four years ago at She Speaks, which is a Christian women's conference in, I think, North Carolina. And she came up to me while I was talking to someone else on the phone and said, hi, because I guess we recognize each other from the blog or something. We knew each other's faces or names. And uh, we just had such a sweet time and we've stayed in touch a little bit since that time. And uh, she has gone on to, I think, publish two books and one is just about ready to come out maybe in the fall. And she has a wonderful legacy and I can't wait to share her with you. But first of all, Nicole, if you could just tell us a little bit about your family and then your ministry and the podcast, and then we'll get into the questions. Okay. All right. Let's see. I am the mom of three and the wife of a college basketball coach. So we live in Aberdeen, South Dakota, and my husband coaches men's basketball at Northern State University here. So um, we have coaches' kids. So you'll usually find us as little bleacher creatures, you know, (laughs) during the season with all of our... our, Today, I'm actually wearing like it's maroon and gold. And so I'm wearing my maroon, my burgundy, whatever. Just like USC. I can send you leftover stuff. Yay! Good. I love, I love it. So I have a daughter who's 16 and a son who's 14, and another, the littlest, is going to be 10 soon. And uh, yeah, we we have a golden doodle who's 70 pounds, and oh, wow. so yeah, we have a, a sweet little family. And I'm incredibly grateful for uh, that family because I feel like it um, looks a little different than the family that I grew up in. And it was important to me as a child to be able to have, um, to be able to create a, a, a marriage in which, you know, the husband and the wife are together and, you know, everybody is safe under one roof. And so uh, this- Do you I think, think like, let me ask you a quick question. Do you think people who come from that kind of family don't even give it a second thought? They just think that's the way it's going to turn out. And then it doesn't. And they're more surprised. Whereas you came from parents who divorced correct? And, um, and a very difficult situation, as I recall. And do you write about that at all in any of your books? Uh, yeah, it kind of weaves in and out. Yeah, it's okay. who I am. But the point is, is that you come at, you came at this family building with real intention to make sure yes. things turned out better than where you came from. I think that's, uh, I think that's a legacy in itself. Did you want to say anything about that? Well, yes. Saul and I, that's my husband. Uh, one of the very first conversations we had when we talked about being together long-term was that we would never mention the word divorce. That would never be an option in our marriage. And, you know, you can say never, you know, now they always say never say never, but uh, it has helped us. It's been a strong guardrail for us mm-hmm. to know that whatever happens, we are in it together and we're going to figure it out together. So when one of us is angry about something, when, you know, it's, um, we're very intentional about knowing that at the end of the day, we are here for each other, even when we're angry with each other or disagree with each other. So that to me is important. I can't really speak to how parent, how people who come from 
uh, really close-knit families, how they feel about going into a marriage? I don't really know. Uh, all I know is that I never wanted to get married. And then once wow. I decided- Yeah, yeah. That's big. It was, oh yeah, it was huge. And, and I always feel like God kind of uh, intervened when I started talking about I was single and I started talking about in vitro fertilization and things like that. And like, hmm, how do I want my life to look? And then that was when God basically plopped Saul down right in front of me and said, stop, you're talking silliness. Like, here's your husband. Wonderful. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. I, I sometimes say I don't like my husband. I love my husband. I don't like him right now. Um, <laughs> Cause I think that's just being real. And I had a snit, I was in a snit with him the other day. And I think part of it may have been the virus. I'm not sure the coronavirus. I can blame a lot on that. Um, <laughs> Me too. But I, uh, part of it was just, we hadn't had a date in so long because our adult children are home. Yes. You know, and I love it that they're home, but we just needed to get out. And after 24 hours or so on some nice texting therapy from an older woman, I said, Oh, we're, we just need a date. And he looked at me. I think he was so happy. I was talking to him. And I, <laughs> yeah. I said, I'll plan it. You pay for it. <laughs> and we did it. So it was really fun. Okay. Back to you, your family, your ministry. Tell me yeah, about your so my ministry is kindness. I really love to help guide people between, uh, you know, over that bridge of living life to actually loving life, because I feel like there's a divide there for a lot of people where we're kind of going through the motions. And um, I feel like kindness is the perfect bridge to get into loving life. And wow, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know that was, that was the motive behind it. I thought it was, yeah, you yeah. wanted to be nice to people. So it's really, it's really to help us. It's kind of, I like to call that sanctified self-serving. Yeah, I was going to say it's very self-serving. There's all kinds of research that talks about what yeah. happens in our bodies when we do an act of kindness and, and why, hmm. you know, throughout the Bible, it talks about those, you know, are, who give are the ones who receive and uh, really science backs that up pretty clearly. So hmm. it's this idea that when we get our our, our eyes off of ourselves and we put them onto other people intentionally and systematically, which is what kindness is in a lot of ways. That's when we stop feeling that, um, whether we're feeling shame or whether we're feeling, um, unproductive or, you know, any of those things, self-centered, any of those things that we're mm -hmm. feeling or pity for ourselves, you know, when we turn our, our eyes onto somebody else, that really helps a lot of those situations resolve really quickly. So true. And I think I was all those things yesterday in my bed for all afternoon. <laughs> and then I got up and um, washed the dog and took him for a walk and made dinner. And I did feel better because yeah. I was doing something for someone else. And uh, I think that's, uh, that's a formula. I don't think God always gives us formulas, but I think that is a formula when we give to others that he, he uh, blesses us so great. So in speaking about a legacy, I know it's kindness, but is there, um, is there a way you want to explain it even better for our audience? What legacy do you want to pass down to those you know and love? Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like the legacy that I want my kids, especially, and then their kids, my grandkids someday, is to live in a home that, that is compassionate, uh, that, that sees kindness around them. Because 
there is kindness happening around us all the time. So many times we're involved in it, but many times we're not. It's just happening around us. And so the legacy I want to leave my kids is a new vision. I want them to have the vision of kindness in their life always, because instead of just going through the motions of life or going through life and yeah, I'm going to help this person out here or there to really stop and think about why that's important. You know, I, to say to themselves, you know, I, help someone today. I mattered today to someone else and someone else mattered so much to me today. And I think if we can have that sort of vision, if we can change our perspective, so that's what it looks like. That's a, a legacy that will heal our world. Hmm. That is great. So you say that you want to build this into your children, that they will have a vision of kindness. And can you illustrate that for us. Sure. Yeah, there are definitely some really practical tools people can use for that. And one of them I've used before I even realized what I was doing was to ask my kids each day three questions. I'd say, what was your glad? What was your sad? And what was your act of kindness? And I did this way, way back when my 16-year-old was in preschool. I would ask her each day after the, those questions and you know what was your glad and her glad might be you know um, I got to be the person who 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 wrote on the chalkboard today you know and her sad might be um, you know I didn't have time to play with the Legos at playtime or whatever and then I'll say well what was your act of kindness and that is either for my kids I would say it's either something you did or something you saw or something someone did for you and so, you know, that was always tricky with all three of my kids. They would say my act of kindness, my act of kindness. And, um, and so I would kind of help lead them through it. And I'd say, well, did anyone bring a snack today? And they'd say, oh yeah, it was Sophia's turn to bring snack today. And I'd say, oh, okay. Or I'd say, did anyone help hand out napkins today to you when you're going to have your snack? And, and so it was little tiny things like that, that helped them realize it. And the cool thing was because we've just invested in those questions day after day after day after day, when they came home from school, they would get to the point where if I forgot to ask, they'd say, mom, you didn't ask me about my act of kindness <laughs> yeah. today. And I've been so saving funny. it for you. Like they, <laughs> they become aware of it. And right. that's where the vision really changes is not that they're answering to me and they're responding to my, mm -hmm. you know, authority on it, but just that throughout the day, they know that they're going to be asked about it. So they're paying attention to it. So mm -hmm. then what in turn happens is they naturally become it, it natural naturally becomes part of their vision. I've had my kids recently say, mom, did we do our gratefuls yet because of the, we're in sheltering in place. And, um, and so I said every night at dinner, everybody say a grateful because it's so easy not to be grateful during this time. Mm -hmm. And then one person gets to be in charge of that meal where they share a funny meme <laughs> or uh, start a game or read something that they've read that day that's inspirational. So we either, I started and I read something from Jesus Calling and then my husband shares these hilarious rap videos about washing your hands. I mean, because he doesn't like to read out loud, but yeah. that way I get to include everybody's gifting. But the other day, Mary came to dinner a little late because she was in, she's doing online school. And she goes, did we already do our gratefuls? I thought, oops, I forgot them all together because she's not grateful. <laughs> so it's true that our kids, just a little bit of prompting, it becomes their mindset. Mm -hmm. I missed something you said. Uh, you said you asked them for something they did or something they saw. What was the third one? Do you recall? Um, I always ask, the kindness is something they did, 
something they saw or something someone did for them. Something someone did for them, of course. So it's, it's the idea of being the giver, the receiver, and, or the witness of kindness. Oh, something did. My mother used to say, I have the gift of receiving because I was always asking, but um, <laughs> so that's not exactly what God had in mind, I don't think. She something also gave you the, you the gift of humor. So yes, he did. He, God, he did. God yeah. gave me that and it's for him, but I do enjoy it. And that's really what my, why my husband married me. I have to remind myself that. So when I'm feeling in a snit with him, I think, hmm, this is not really my most loving side. How are you currently uh, passing on? Well, you've already said how you did it with your kids when they're little. But how are you currently doing this? Like, tell me a little bit about the Kindness Podcast. Oh, and I still don't have the answer to this question. Why did you start with kindness? Why, what to hit you at a certain age? Maybe you were 20, 15, 25. When you go, guys, kindness is really what I want to emphasize. Can you, yeah. can you remember? Yes. And it was interesting because it was um, simultaneous for me with finding out who God was and what his character was. I love so. that. That could be a whole podcast, but go ahead yeah. and say it in one yeah. second. What? Can you explain that a little bit? Elaborate? Yes. So I had a friend invite me to a Bible study and I told her I am not a Bible study girl. And she said, well, that's good because we're using Lisa Turker's book called More Than a Good Bible Study Girl. <laughs> <Just thinking. laughs> she does not understand what I am seeing right now. Uh, but um, what I, I did eventually say yes, because this, my friend, her name is Chris Linares and she's from Brazil and she's amazingly fun. And, uh, she reminds me of Sofia Vergara from yes. Modern Family. She's mm -hmm. very much Sofia. And so who wouldn't want to hang out and exactly. just giggle with her? So we went, I did the Bible study and Lisa mentioned in her videos, two things. And one was that you are a child of God. And the second was that God has big plans for you. So I remember being in that Bible study and asking Chris, what, what's the practical application for that? And she said, why don't you start by just asking God, make me a vessel for you. And wow. so every morning and every night, even not knowing really who I was praying to or whether he cared, mm -hmm. I, I would, I just repeated that kind of prayer every morning and every night, God, make me a vessel for you. And it was through that, that the kindness column invitation came about. It was to, to write in a newspaper about kindness. And it was through that, that I just really realized that my, um, my time to shine hadn't passed me by when I got the lead in the high school musical. It hadn't passed me by when I was Miss Wisconsin, but didn't win Miss America. It hadn't passed me by when I was a TV anchor, um, you know, who, who just stopped at a certain market size. You know, my time to shine, as I believe everyone's time to shine, is every day. And it comes through loving on other people well. Mm -hmm. And so you have taught me throughout the four years we've known each other how to love people really well by inviting them into my home or, you know, having a, a Bible study in my home. I, I did that because you said I could and that I was good <laughs> at it and I wouldn't need a new couch and all I'd have to serve is popcorn. And you had all of your, all of your tips from your book, Sue, that I took to heart. Wow. And what I found was that, you know, I don't, I still don't necessarily thrive in that area of inviting people into my home mm -hmm. or cooking for them. Certainly not. But I do see those as acts of kindness. Mm -hmm. And so your gifting of kindness is different than my gifting of kindness, but that's great because people's receiving of that kindness mm -hmm. is also different. Well, I see them parallel or actually all the gifts that God gives us are, um, 
avenues for people to know God. So your kindness ministry is an avenue for people to see uh, the kindness of God towards them so that they see that they are welcomed. And my avenue of hospitality is hopefully, I don't do it every day, that uh, I welcome people into God's welcome. It's Mm -hmm. not so that I show off as a great entertainer. I remember uh, a friend telling me, oh, you need to meet so-and-so. She's entertained so beautifully and she hires cooks and waiters when she throws parties. And I, I said, that's not hospitality. If it were, I could never do it. That's yeah. entertaining. I love to enjoy that. But I, that's, that's entertaining. And that's different. And uh, God asks us to open our lives by being kind mm-hmm. or by inviting people so that he is shown off. Yes. And yes. That's what you're doing. That's what you're that's, doing. That's the goal is to get and, myself really out of it um, and focus on uh, uh, the other person, but really to know that, that it's God shining, that, that we get to be his vessels. If one of my listeners wants to talk to you more about your conversion experience and how you got to know God, how would they connect with you? Uh, they would email me okay. at info, I-N-F-O, at NicoleJPhillips.com, N-I-C-O-L-E-J, as in Jean, that's for my mama, Phillips, P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S.com. Okay, and I'll put that in show notes as well when I link your books. Could you tell me um, how are you currently doing the kindness ministry and what changes did you have to make or obstacles to overcome to make it happen? Sure. Well, it's been a long time coming. So I've added things and taken things out. But basically on Monday, I write a blog that's just kind of whatever is floating through my head that particular day. It might have to do with kindness. It might not. This week I wrote about how my I needed to I needed to stop my son from being on internet games so often, you know, <laughs> like it, it was electronics, you know. So I, I saw that on Instagram. So was it a blog or an Instagram or both? Yeah, it's, it's both. I write the blog on my website and then I put it on all the social media places. Okay. So everything I'm talking about, you can find on my website at braveandkind.net, but you can mm-hmm. also find it on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all of those places. Okay. So Monday's the blog. Tuesday is a live video that kind of talks about a kindness story. Wednesday, someone from my kindness team posts a really sweet, encouraging, inspirational quote. And, uh, Thursday is the day that the latest kindness podcast comes out each Thursday. And uh, Friday is the day that we do the kindness is contagious column that runs in newspapers in North Dakota and Minnesota. And then Saturday and Sunday are, uh, they're both Sabbaths. I need two Sabbaths each week to function fully. (laughs) Two days to just, uh, you know, come down. So well, that is a lot. I had no idea you do this every day. You do something every day. Your work week is yeah. amazingly full. It is, but it's, it's, it's nice because it's all things that I can really do before 10 o'clock in the morning. You know, I, okay. I work really, I feel closest with God. I feel the most downloads coming to me about what might be important in, in other people's lives and in my life as well. And I can process that best in the morning. So I work hard in the morning and then for the rest of the day, I'm, you know, I am the mom, I'm the, um, answering emails. I'm, I'm doing that kind of stuff. But my favorite part, Sue, honestly, is, uh, the speaking that I get to do. And right now because of COVID-19, 
I'm on hiatus. I'm hoping that this will all bounce back and that I will get the chance to go around and and speak with with people because you know businesses, insurance companies, banks, um, hospitals, lots of hospitals, schools for teachers and administrators. I, I you know I'll I'll stand in the bathroom before I go to speak and I just will get almost weepy about the fact that God let me deliver this message today for someone who needs it. And I always say, if there's an audience of, you know, 500, 1500 or five, it doesn't matter because I always know that there's one person in that audience that really needs to hear what God's going to say through me. Hmm. And so it doesn't matter if it's a Christian event or a secular event, because I know that, that God has something to say to someone and I am the one who gets to deliver it. And so to be able to stand in the background and just feel that before I speak is just, I love it. I love it. I know exactly how you feel. <sighs> Except our ministry is different because you have so many opportunities in the secular world that you're speaking is a beautiful crossover. And I have done some, but mostly I speak to, you know, mostly the women in my audience are Christians and I love it too. And I know this is how God ca has called me, but what a great opportunity you have. Plus you're kind of, uh, you're kind of famous because of your husband being a coach. I mean, I think we need to, Use whatever platform God has provided, and yours is in sports, and everybody loves sports, especially a winning team, and they also feel sorry if they're not winning, because everybody has times <laughs> when they're not winning. I so, think I gained more followers when my husband lost his job yeah. than the other time. Well, yeah, because we don't always like a winner. We love a loser because we can identify. Yeah. And so I've lost all my speaking engagements as well, and so... I'm wondering what God has in mind because that gives me such joy to do it. But I'm also like 40 years older than you, so you'll have many more opportunities. And I've already had so many. So I'm so thrilled. Um, is there oh, don't put yourself out to pasture yet. <laughs> Come on. I'm not buying that for one moment. Well, let's see these you have right always had more energy than I have. <laughs> had. <laughs> well, I need to go to wherever you live, North Dakota or South Dakota? South. You're hardy, honey bun. You're hardy. Um, <laughs> That's true. What uh, wisdom would you like to leave with our Welcome Heart audience? Hmm. hmm. I think that I, I'd like to share one thing. I would like to ask your audience to think about what they're thinking about. Just do that. Just think about what you're thinking about. And once you get to that point and you realize my thoughts are kind of junky, I'm constantly worried about being hurried or worried, or, you know, I'm being a judge or a jury of somebody else. And, you know, when, once you, we look at where our thoughts settle most of the time, we can intentionally decide not to park our brain in that spot. We can intentionally reject those thoughts. We can replace them with, you know, um, Oh, scripture or mantras or beautiful song lyrics or poems or whatever speaks to someone, you know, we can reject and we can replace with something that's life giving. But the first part of that starts with thinking about what you're thinking about. And if you can do that, it's a game changer. Hmm. Have you done that yourself? Oh, yes. Yes. 
And I will tell you, I was an alcoholic. I don't know if you know this about me, Sue, but I was an alcoholic. I was a smoker, drinker, overeater, angry at my husband all the time. And this was back in 2011. And I came across a book by Joyce Meyer Mm -hmm. that was talking about power thoughts. And I realized that most of what I was thinking is what Joyce would call stinking thinking. (laughs) But I really let my brain run around wild. It was a a wild forest in there. And so in 2011, I decided to really get committed into cleaning up my thinking and being intentional and systematic about loving others well and being God's vessel and listening for the Holy Spirit to say, hey, go talk to that person. Uh, or, hey, you have something that person could use right now. And once I did that, within a year of being intentional about that, I had totally quit drinking. I still don't drink anything. Um, I quit drinking. I quit smoking. I lost 30 pounds. I refell in love with my husband, who it turns out is a really great guy when I'm not constantly looking for his flaws. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, 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 it was a game changer for me, and it, and it, and it can be for for all of your listeners as well. Mm, Thank you so much. And thanks for your vulnerability. I appreciate that. I've always appreciated that about you, Nicole. So please, uh, let's repeat again where they can find you on your uh, podcast as well as your website. And and then I'll put everything in the show notes. Absolutely. You can reach me all over social media at Nicole J. Phillips. I have a podcast called The Kindness Podcast. It's on NPR and iTunes and Google Play and anywhere else you want to find a podcast, but it's called The Kindness Podcast. It's got a red graphic. And uh, the book's coming out? or the, Oh, out. yeah. So I have two books that I self-published. One is called Kindness is Contagious and one is called Kindness is Courageous. And they're both 100 stories of kindness that uh, have run in the newspaper that for my newspaper column. Wonderful. And then the third book, pardon me? Wonderful, I said. Oh, yeah. And so the third book coming out in September of 2020 is called The Negativity Remedy, Creating More Joy, Less Stress, and Better Relationships Through Kindness. And so that's published by Baker Publishing, and I'm, I'm thrilled about that. It, they uh, are a top-notch organization. The yes, fact they that they would, they would um, help me to get this message out is just does something to my heart. Fabulous. I can't wait to get it. And I'll put the link to it. Uh, it's not out yet, though. It is can not they, out. Yet. Can they pre-order yet? Uh, no, September first is when it's going to come out. So I don't know how far in advance we'll do a pre-order, but there definitely will be a pre-orders time. Well, this may be out past September first, right now, anyway, so they can get it. So we'll get. Go, go get it. There you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me. It's been a blast. Thank you, Sue. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.